Hello, my name is Vance Need, and welcome to episode 12 of the PS Plus, a Living Faith Bible Institute podcast that serves as a companion to another called The Postscript. Now on that podcast, pastor and host Brandon Briscoe each week will speak with other pastors and professors from the Living Faith Bible Institute on a wide array of topics. Here on this podcast, the PS Plus, we'll take a look at some of those topics that are being discussed and we'll dive in a bit deeper. Currently, we're in a series focused on the distinctives of dispensationalism. In our last episode, we looked at the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. And in this episode, we'll be taking a look at a literal interpretation of scripture. So let's do this thing. So this episode will be pretty simple. We're going to take a look at three cases for a literal interpretation of scripture, and then we'll just take a look at some scripture and see what scripture says. First, we have to talk about the purpose of language, and we need to understand that language was given by God for the purposes of communication. God wants us to know him. Now, in his book, Dispensationalism, Charles Ryrie writes the following, God, being all-wise and all-loving, originated sufficient language to convey all that was in his heart to tell mankind. Furthermore, it must also follow that he would use language and expect people to understand it in its literal, normal, and plain sense. The scriptures, then, cannot be regarded as an illusion of some special use of language so that in the interpretation of these scriptures, some deeper meaning of the words must be sought. So God isn't trying to purposely speak cryptically to us. He wants to be understood, and he's using language in the normal, literal way in which we understand language to do so. Secondly, we can take a look at the manner in which prophecy is fulfilled. So, for example, let's take the prophecies of the Lord Jesus Christ, his first coming, the place and nature of his birth, details about his ministry, his death, his burial, and his resurrection were all fulfilled literally. There's no allegory there. What prophecy is proclaiming comes to pass in a literal sense. Thirdly, literality allows for objectivity in interpretation. Again, listen to Charles Ryrie in his book, Dispensationalism. To try to see meaning other than the normal one would result in as many interpretations as there are people interpreting. Look, guys, anyone who is writing a book, making a movie, telling a narrative of any sort has an intended purpose in mind. And God is no different. The way in which he wants us to interpret his book is from a literal perspective. Now, with all this in mind, there are several different types of language that are used in the Bible, and we're going to take a look at some figurative language, some symbolic language, and some literal language to compare and contrast them all. First, let's take a look at some figurative language. Hebrews chapter 3 verses 7 through 10 says this, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, today if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. Now, let's, let's pause there for a second. Now, I don't have my PhD, and I went to art school, so that says a lot about me, but, but I don't think I have the ability to harden my physical heart. So clearly, this phrase needs to be interpreted in a specific way. This is figurative language. 
So how is it that we interpret things like this? Well, let's keep reading. Again, picking up from verse 8. Harden not your hearts as in the provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness. This should key us into the fact that Scripture wants us to remember Israel's trials in the wilderness when they provoked the Lord to anger. Verse 9 continues, When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. The context of the passage makes the interpretation crystal clear. The hardening of Israel's hearts is about their rejection of God's word and their disbelief in God. So the next type of language we'll take a look at is symbolic language. And man, if we're going to go there, there's a really good book to do it in. We're going to look at the book of Revelation. Now, Revelation is often looked at as a, as a very cryptic book. But please keep in mind that the purpose of Revelation is the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, just as a side note, if you're curious about Revelation, we got a book for that. Greg Axe, pastor and professor at the Living Faith Bible Institute, has written a new book called Revelation Made Simple. So if that sounds like something that might interest you, I'd encourage you to visit lfellowship.com where you can purchase that book. But in relation to our conversation today, let's look at Revelation chapter 1, verses 12 through 13. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. The verse continues to talk about John's looking at the glorified Jesus Christ. And he's got these, these golden candlesticks. Later on in verse 16, it says, And he had in his right hand seven stars. Now, if we didn't read any further, then the seven golden candlesticks and the seven stars they would just be a forever mystery. What do those things mean? I don't know. Uh, what do you think? That's probably not the best way to interpret your Bible and set the course for your life. Probably a better way is just to keep, keep reading the book. Later on in the same chapter, verse 20, it says, The mystery of the seven stars without salt in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and... The seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. So even though this language is symbolic, it's not indecipherable. We simply need to keep reading God's word and God will show us the clear meaning. We could do the same thing in several other places. In chapter 2 of Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar has a really crazy dream and Daniel not only recalls the dream but interprets it and makes the meaning clear. Again, we want to remember that God wants us to know his word. The last type of language that we see is literal language, like literal, not figurative, not symbolic, but literal. And I want to take you to a passage. You may be familiar with it. If you're not really good with Bible memorization and you want to get an easy win under your belt, start here. Now, we're using this as an example because it's really short. There's not a lot of words, and this is a really hard verse to misinterpret. John 11.35 says this, Jesus wept. Here's what I'm going to suggest to you. I'm going to suggest that if you read John 11.35 and what you got from it is that Jesus on a random Saturday went go-karting with his friend and then had a really cool game of paintball. If you got that from John 11.35, go home, man. <laughs> 
do something else with your life, bro. I don't know, man. But Jesus wept. That's that's what happened. His friend had died, and Jesus wept. That's literal language. It's it's very very hard to not understand that. So the thing that I'm that I'm hoping that you're getting and hoping that you're understanding is that words mean things, and we simply can open up the Bible, assume that what God said is what God meant, keeping things in context, comparing Scripture with Scripture, and the clear meaning of Scripture becomes evident. When we approach the Bible from a literal standpoint, when we just, when we just believe that God is using the words to convey things very simply, then anybody with the Bible can hear from the king of the universe. And that's just cool. So as always, I want to thank you so much for spending some time with me on this episode of the PS Plus. If you have questions about the Living Faith Bible Institute, or maybe you're interested in enrolling, I'd encourage you to visit lfbi.org for more information. Also, if you feel so inclined, if you think that maybe someone could benefit from some of the content that you're hearing, then I'd encourage you to share it because we want to make sure that anyone and everyone can feel confident that they can open up their Bible and understand it for themselves. I hope that this episode has been helpful for you, and I hope to talk to you next time. Take care.